You've probably heard the names Jeffrey Epstein and Whitey Bulger, and you probably know something about their deaths. They both died while they were supposed to be in the custody of the Bureau of Prisons. They were in federal prison. And in my view, both of those deaths, I've talked about both of them a great deal, totally preventable, totally preventable. But the more than 300 individuals who died, preventable deaths in prisons over the past seven years did not make the news, but they mattered just the same. And the Bureau of Prisons, which I think if you look at results, has got to be one of the worst run federal agencies. And that's saying a lot. One of the worst run federal agencies there is. They have a suicide problem over an eight year period. Three hundred forty four inmates in federal prison died from suicide, homicide or accidents. That's according to a report released on Thursday by the Justice Department's inspector general. The watchdogs report comes in the wake of several high profile deaths, including the two that I just mentioned. But those deaths, as terrible as it was that they occurred, I mean, again, these are bad people. I don't know how many people are shedding tears for Whitey Bulger or uh, or Mr. Uh, Mr. Epstein. But Jeffrey Epstein's premature death really kept his victims from getting justice. And as far as Whitey Bulger goes, at 89 years old, he was not sentenced to die. He wasn't sentenced to be executed. He was sentenced to serve the rest of his time in prison. And there's no telling what we might have learned about his criminal misdeeds and the nature of the FBI assisting him with some of those criminal misdeeds if he had been allowed to live. But the positive thing about those deaths is that they put a spotlight on the failures and the challenges, quite frankly, within the Federal Bureau of Prison, which is a sprawling system that currently houses 155,000 inmates across more than one Hundred facilities, And what this report shows is numerous operational and managerial deficiencies which create unsafe conditions prior to and at the time of these deaths. So the report examines four categories of non-medical deaths. If someone dies in can- of cancer, that's not included here. They looked at deaths between 2014 and 2021. Suicide. Homicide, accident, and unknown factors when there's not enough information to definitively determine the cause of death. Of the 344 inmate deaths, the internal watchdog found over that time period, more than half of them, 187, were suicides. Next most common, homicides. 89 people were murdered. 56 were accidents, and 12 unknown. The most common cause of death, hanging. Hanging. Followed by drug overdose and blunt force trauma. Um, This is atrocious. And, you know, there's not a lot of votes to be gained by standing up for the rights of people in prison So you don't really hear any politicians focus on this. And I guess because no politicians focus on this, very few media outlets focus on this. This is critically important. 
And I know there's this mentality on the part of some people to think, oh, people are in prison. They probably did something to get there. Who cares about them? Well, I care, number one. These are human beings. These are people. Their sentence is not to die being murdered with a blunt object. Their sentence is to be incarcerated and then go back into society. And the fact that hundreds of people aren't making it through the federal prison system, that says something really wrong about the federal prison system. And this, in my view, is a clarion call for a top-to-bottom reform, reimagining, re-whatever of the Federal Bureau of Prisons. It needs a total reawakening, kind of like what New York City dealt with when Bernard Carrick was first the Deputy Corrections Commissioner and then ultimately the Corrections Commissioner. The statistics of the decrease in uh, in violence, the statistics in the decrease in slashings, the statistics when it comes to the decrease in people attempting to smuggle in contraband, uh, even something as simple as overtime. I mean, you had the worst of all situations in New York City where we were paying more and we were getting less. And yet Carrick, and it's not just Carrick, there's a lot of other good people that were involved in that renaissance in the uh, mid to late 90s in New York City. But the leadership team that Carrick put together really showed that you could reform the system. That's what we need at a federal level. Some sort of Carrick-like entity who can actually bring leadership to an organization that is totally and completely dysfunctional. And this report says that there were several chronic system-wide challenges that were a factor in a lot of these inmate deaths. The BOP is continuing to grapple with a staffing shortage, which has a ripple effect across all the agency's institutions. It forces guards to work overtime, which leads to exhaustion, and obviously it negatively affects security. It also means that healthcare workers, including those that focus on mental health, often get pulled from their regular jobs to work shifts as guards. And that translates into what? Less mental health care for inmates and more suicides. So as these BOP facilities continue to struggle to keep their facilities free of drugs and contraband weapons, that's a big problem too. Because those contraband drugs and weapons contribute to one in three of these inmate deaths. Also, and this will come as no surprise to you whether you've been in prison or not, there is a tremendous problem with a lack of security cameras. You don't think these inmates know that these security cameras either aren't present or aren't working? You bet they do. And I guarantee you that's why some of these homicides are taking place. So I am glad to see this report, but I'm also sad to see this report because it shows how woefully – inadequate the federal bureau the federal bureau of prisons is in terms of responding to the needs of taxpayers inmates and their families and law enforcement by the way